Hello, and welcome to this episode of BCEN and Friends. Today, Janie Shoemaker and Mark Eggers have the honor of talking with Dr. James Broslow. Find out how the Broslow tape came about, information about Safe Dose, and what Dr. Broslow is currently working on that could be a game changer in ED departments and the healthcare industry. Also, at the end of the podcast, listen to the exciting offer from Robin Shannon available for all our listeners. Now, let me turn it over to Mark so you can find out more about the world of Dr. Broslow. Hello, and welcome to this episode of BCEN and Friends podcast, where we continue to hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCEN certification holders, and industry professionals but most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education Technology Services at BCEN, and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Jenny Shoemaker, CEO at BCEN. Hi, Janie. Hi, Mark. We at BCN and Friends are very excited to have today's guest on our podcast, Dr. James Broslow. Janie, please tell our listening audience about our BCN friend, Dr. Broslow. Thank you, Mark. I am delighted to talk about Dr. Braslow, and I am certain that most, if not all of you, readily recognize uh, Dr. Braslow's name. Let me tell you a little bit about him. After graduating from Dartmouth College with honors in economics, Dr. Braslow obtained his medical degree from New Jersey College of Medicine and Dentistry and entered the field of family practice in which he became board certified and practiced in Frankenmuth, Michigan. He continued to become board certified in emergency medicine. It was while working in the emergency department of a community hospital in Hickory, North Carolina, that he recognized how difficult and stressful it was for him and his team to care for acutely ill or injured children and decided there had to be a better way. He conducted the original research concerning the correlation between length and weight in children, from which the Braslow tape was born. This simple but effective color-coded tool determines body weight from body length and provides proper dosing and airway information for children. He has worked with Dr. Alan Hinkle on the Braslow Hinkle Organizer and co-developed the Braslow Tape and subsequent Braslow Luton System with Robert Luton, MD. Through his numerous and significant innovations in pediatric care, the Braslow name has become one of the most widely recognized in the field of emergency medicine. He is the recipient of the Institute for Safe Medical Practices Lifetime Achievement Award. Medical personnel everywhere now use the Braslow Tape to provide essential critical care to children assuring the correct size airway equipment for each child is utilized and providing life-saving medication safely and without costly errors or delays. The Braslow tape even made a cameo appearance on the TV show ER. So welcome Dr. Braslow to BCEN and friends. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, always excited. I don't work clinical anymore, so always happy to talk to the ED nurses and that sometimes got me in trouble because I was real chatty. And so they'd say, Dr. Brosley, need to get back to work. So anyway, I've done that for a long time. <laughs> well, that's awesome. We're, we're so happy to have you here with us today. And we've got a, we've got a few questions for you, and I'm going to let Mark kick us off. Well, great. Thank you, Janie. And as Janie said, we are excited about having you here today. So 
let me ask you this, Dr. Braslow, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, how it all started, and what was the motivation behind designing the Braslow tape? Yes, well, I would like to say that I had this great uh, vision that I could save kids and humanity, but it had nothing to do with that. It was just that when I went from the comfort of the family practice to suddenly being in the ER in a small community college and having a kid come in an extremist, I was terrified and uh, thinking maybe I should go back to the office. And so, uh, you know, my first thought is this is too hard. How can I make it easier? How can I take the stress off? And so that's kind of the idea uh, was born behind the tape. It was really out of self-preservation. Yeah, so there was also safe dose. Can you give us a little information about safe dose, Dr. Breslow? Yeah, <clears throat> safe dose came on later after the tape. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a realization that I had that, uh, that uh, weight-based dosing, as I learned more and more about what went on in hospitals and got beyond just things you could write on the tape, I realized that mixing and administering uh, weight-based dosing for children was really extremely error-prone, and it was very hard to know that you made a mistake. So I got, had gotten involved with technology at that time and started a company called eBroslo, then it's now called SafeDose. And the concept behind it was, could we remove human error from the complex process of mixturing and administering weight-based drugs? And so uh, it was a lot of technology development and then a huge amount of time looking at every drug weight and indication to figure out, you know, how can you automate the dose in milligrams, the dose in mils, how fast you give it, how you dilute it, and what side effects to look for. Just the, the basic information you need to mix and administer a drug safely. And so that was developed through Safe Dose as a company. And, uh, and so that's, <clears throat> that's how we got involved beyond the physical tape into the world of technology. That's really amazing. And, you know, we, we um, had the opportunity, of course, to chat with you a little bit ahead of this podcast recording. And I just am amazed at your brilliant mind. And now, you are um, working on something new that you're calling QI code, and uh, I would love it. I'm just, I'm just totally blown away by this. This is just going to be life-changing for so many people. Would you mind telling us a little bit now about this next venture of yours? Yes. Well, I, as I got involved to, uh, to medication safety, first with the tape and then with Ebroslo, uh, I had the insight or the recognition that no matter how much, uh, how good you were at mixing and administering drugs and, and, and giving them correctly according to dose and indication, you could still make an error if you didn't know about the patient. And so uh, I just started thinking about existing technologies and where we were going with Cerner and Epic and these really multi-million multi or multi-billion dollar solutions. And I kind of realized that with everything going on, you still had the phenomenon that if you were the CEO of you know, a huge company, but you were skiing on the Western Slope in, in Colorado and you hit your head, nobody in the world would know you were on a blood thinner, as basic as that is. And so I, I felt like I had learned about the, Q, the, uh, uh, the QR code uh, working with eBroslo 
And I had an insight that if we could add capability to that code, we might be able to develop a system for patient safety that would that would work in this uh, real world that we work in, uh, the emer world of emergency medicine, the world of acute transitions of care. So how could a technology simplify that approach? And so I, I had the idea of a different technology. I had learned some from uh, Peter Lazar, our CEO there is a brilliant IT person, but I kind of learned how Peter did it. And I realized that if you have a sense of what you want to do with technology, you can actually hire people that know how to do everything. And uh, especially like me, if you just want to tweak existing technology, you can tell uh, th these uh, engineers and IT people what you want and they can actually make it. So it was a real learning experience to know that I could talk to programmers in England, in India rather, and tell them what I wanted. And then suddenly there it was and it was working. So it's been really quite a process. Yeah, it's gonna be, um, gonna be really amazing. And I, I know you're working on a, a path to uh, you know, share this with, with uh, the medical community. And I just, I can't wait for people to see it. I think they're going to be um, amazed by how simple it is, but yet how important and critical it is to people. Uh, like you said, the people that come in um, if they did hit their head while skiing in a, in a state that's not theirs, how, how would anybody know what's going on with them? And, and, and even people that, that are just coming in regularly in their community emergency department or wherever they're getting health care, this is just going to be a game changer. And I, I'm so excited for it to, to uh, come to fruition. So thank you for telling us a little bit about um, QI Code. I'm going to interrupt you because I want to tell you a little bit more. <laughs> Oh, good. Please and do. that is the concept behind the technology was a mobile technology that was patient centric, that the patient could carry with them. And so uh, we wanted to make it very simple for a patient to have basic information. In addition, there was no system for basic information. In other words, the very thought process of if you're an emergency, what is the basic information people need? And we clearly needed to know who they were and we needed to know uh, what medications they were on. Uh, we needed to know if they had any special problems like uh, you know, may maybe some kind of a medical device or you know, congenital disease or something that required an emergency department to have a heads up, watch out for this. Uh, and then uh, you needed to know if they had allergies and you needed to know contact information that was updatable for their family uh, you know, for their, their loved ones, uh, for their physician or specialist. And so part of the process was to decide if we were going to have a standard technology, how can we standardize the information to go into that technology? So the goal was that if people showed up anywhere uh, and they had an emergency, you could scan this new type of a QR code called a QI code and have that information right on your mobile phone or on your EMAR. And so that was the idea of standardization. And then we were interested in making it so that you didn't need apps or anything. So you could just use your phone the way it worked with this camera and do it. So that's the idea of making a scalable standard for, uh, for having the right information uh, in any acute transition of care. So that's the concept behind it. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit more about that. It, it, it really is amazing. 
And again, I can't wait for everyone to learn about it and start using it. It's going to be it a is, game changer. And you're so right, Janie. I mean, it is amazing. I got a chance to see it and, and people just to visualize it, you know, a QR code or QI code, quick information. And you could put it on your keychain, a little QI code, or you could put it on your sneaker shoelace or different things. And if, heavens forbid, something did happen to you, the paramedics or whatever could scan it right with their camera and get your information. So uh, it's going to be a lifesaver. There's no doubt about it in my mind, none whatsoever. So, Dr. Brazo, another question for you. I'm sure you've had many stories throughout your career. Are there any that you would like to share that have even possibly changed your life? Yes, uh, you know, I can think of a couple. I mean, the one that was most salient, and I remember quite well when I went from my office to this community emergency department in Lincolnton, North Carolina. I'd been working there for a while and was getting pretty comfortable with adult emergencies. I was actually in the waiting room when a mother came in with an unresponsive child, ran in the door and put him in my arms, and I took the child back into the resuscitation area. And uh, the child did not do well, as many of those home arrests don't at that time. Uh, but that was really a, you know, a very important episode in my understanding the issues uh, uh, that were faced and and uh, how difficult it was to to react to them. So that was that was obviously a very important part. And then fun but wise, the other the other fun thing that I remember is that. You know, a lot of the ideas I have, I tend to get at night. And of course, in the ER, you're working a lot of night shifts and then you go to sleep and they wake in five minutes and you go back out. But I remember uh, one evening, night when I was sleeping there and I was thinking about this, this stuff, or at least unconsciously, and I had this idea of a tape measure. And when I first thought it, I saw it like a carpenter's tape in my mind, maybe half inch wide and you have it on your on your, you know, your belt, you'd pull it out and measure the kid. So it seemed like a good idea, but I've been up all night and I went to breakfast with Dr. Farley, who's a surgeon. And I asked Dr. Farley, I had this idea what, about this tape measure. You'd pull it out and you'd measure the kid and get the dose. What do you think? He said, well, I think that's a pretty good idea. So I always wondered if Dr. Farley had said, that's stupid whether any of this would have happened. But anyway, that's life. He did say that, and that was kind of how the tape was bored. Interesting how one word can change your life, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. So as you know, our audience is ED nurses, healthcare. Uh, do you have any advice for our listeners that you would like to share? Well, I mean, just looking at the main things that I learned personally, uh, the first thing I learned that fascinates me is that... Uh, that first of all, a system like the Braslow tape never would have been developed at Boston Children's Hospital or, you know, uh, or a CHOP because, you know, they have pharmacists there. They have all these, these people to help. And so they are always innovating in their own world to make life better. But when you're, when you're in a community, in a community hospital or community ED, you see the real needs. And these are real the needs that are important to most people. And so I think that people in the ER should realize that the issues they see are kind of global issues. And they see them, the ED people see them before anybody else. But the other thing I learned is that it's nobody's job description to solve these problems. In other words, the big academic centers are always making their centers better. 
But if you're an emergency department, you can see problems that nobody's addressing and then it is nobody's job description. So that's kind of what I did. I took it on my own to be, well, my dis job description is kind of to help with safety in the ER and these people that come in. But I think there's a lesson there that you can learn a lot about what's needed in the emergency department. And the solutions might be very simple, but they can be life-changing. And so I think people should look for the opportunity just because you're not in academia. It doesn't mean you can't innovate or make a difference, even on a very large scale. Very good. Very good. It's a good thought. Thank you. So what we're going to do now, Dr. Braslow, we do a thing called a few rapid fire questions. And uh, we did this in season one. We're doing it in season two. We changed up the questions a little bit, but uh, and by rapid fire, you don't have to answer quick, but you can think about it. But a few things that sometimes the audience would like to know. So do you have any hobbies that you enjoy outside of work? Any hobbies that people don't know about or you want to tell us about? Well, I have to say that, you know, the work I do now is a hobby. So I do really enjoy it. I don't look at it as work, but just something I want to do. But I've always played golf. I love golf. I like, uh, so that's, that's the formal hobby. Uh, we we have a nice property out in the country, and so we feed the birds and sit out and look at those. And I have always enjoyed walking, just kind of simple things like that. Good, great. Now, looking at birds, so any birds in particular that you have seen? Well, I mean, right now, if I sit on our front porch, uh, there is uh, my dogs are usually out there, and then there's a little flower pot, and in the flower pot uh, has been uh, is a wren who has been building a nest while I'm sitting out there with my feet up. So of course my dogs pointed to me. So I had to take things so that Phoebe could not climb up and put his nose in the nest. And then I've been watching it. And uh, the first time I saw this uh, wren staring at me and then when the wren left, there were these tiny little babies in there. And then I sit there and she goes off and comes back with these tiny little specks of food. And now the, the three little, Birds have feathers, so that's where we are with that. And we have a bluebird nest, which they're just there are five eggs in, so they're all with. I can see that from sitting on our front porch. Wow, neat! That's super. Thank you, Janie. Any rapid questions for you? Yeah, Dr. Braswell, this may be a hard question because um, you know you you do enjoy your work so much, but if you weren't doing the work right now on the on the on the QI code. What would you be doing, do you think? Well, it's really hard to answer that. Uh, I mean, because my whole life has been about changing that answer every few years, you know. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I could predict. But, uh, you know, right now I kind of move in the direction of my instincts and I've been able to do that. Um, you know, I've, I've learned that I, I enjoy marketing. Uh, there was some, I was an economics major. I didn't know about the field of marketing when I was in, uh, at Dartmouth. So I might've gotten involved more with business earlier in my career, uh, but I ended up mm -hmm. kind of backing into that at the end of the career. Well, I'm sure um, whatever it is that you do, will do after this, it will continue to be something that makes a significant difference. That's clearly been a theme in your life. It's very obvious. Mark, I'm going to hand it back to you. All right. Now, here, here's a tough one for you. What is your favorite book, movie, and or song that inspires you? And you can feel free to give an answer to one, two, or three of those categories. Your favorite book, favorite
favorite movie and or song, what would they be? Well, that's unfair because when you get older, you only re remember what you just did, okay? But <laughs> I've really been enjoying the book Range uh, that my daughter sent to me for uh, a present for my birthday. And it talks about innovation and uh, it's great because it talks about how people innovate. The typical innovation is vertical, like an inventor that keeps making what they invented better. But they talk about range, the person that isn't so deep in an area, but can look at things across areas and put them together. And I felt like that kind of described me. So that was very helpful. I'd, li I'd like that from my point of view. Uh, movies, you know, I I've always enjoyed Independence Day. And uh, I guess uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah is probably one of my favorite songs. Oh, good. Thanks for giving us all three of those. I appreciate that. So if our audience would like to follow you online, with what social media platforms are you on? Well, we're kind of in between that. We had a social media presence with uh, Safe Dose, but with this new with this new concept, we we're redoing our what our website will be, and so it's kind of stay tuned for that. I have some information on. Uh, I've used LinkedIn, but even that's not updated with this. But over the next two to three months, we're going to be uh, really updating all that. So we'll have further information in the future on that. Well, I want to take this time to thank you, Dr. Brazel, for joining us on this episode of BCN and Friends. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks for asking me. You're welcome. And to all our listeners, we hope you will stay tuned as we continue on with this series and bring you new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at bcen.org. I am Mark Eggers here with Janie Shoemaker, and on behalf of the entire BCEN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time, hello again, everyone. One more thing before we end this podcast. I've just been told by Robin Shannon, Chief Operating Officer, that she has an announcement for everyone about a special price for a limited time for ED nurses on obtaining the QI code that Dr. Braslow talked about in today's podcast. Robin, would you like to tell our listeners about your announcement? Sure, Mark, thanks. The Braslow personal patient safety set using the QI code is designed to make transitions of care safer and easier for our patients and for the healthcare team. So by having instant access to the critical safety information, the risk is reduced anywhere the patient seeks care. The set that we're offering consists of a wallet card and two key tag, shoe tag items, all with the same QI code. So they'll all automatically sync with the same information. The sets retail for $19.95, but we're offering this to ED nurses for $9.95. So anybody listening to the podcast can order as many sets as they want for their friends or family at the lower price. Just have to use the discount code E-N-A-T-B, which stands for Emergency Nurses Are the Best. That's fantastic news. And since this is a podcast, and it's not easy to click on a link, let me see if I can make it a little bit easier. Go to learn.bcn.org, which is our BCN Learn, and click on the podcast selection. You'll see on the top of that page a link to this great half-price offer for the Brazel Personal Patient Safety Set. If you want more information, contact Robin Shannon at 
R-O-B-I-N at qi-code.com. So Robin at qi-code.com. Mark, one more thing before we end today's podcast. If anyone would like to work with Dr. Braslow on getting the word out on this life-saving technology, we'd love to have him join us. They can reach out to Dr. Braslow directly at jbroslow at gmail.com. That's J-B-R-O-S-E-L-O-W at gmail.com. There is also going to be a webinar on the QR code. So if you go out to our webinar page at BCN Learn, you'll find out more about it. So everyone, thank you for staying on and hearing about this great offer. Until next time, 